Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. B98.5's Tad and Drex Show podcast, helping you catch up on what you missed. Tad and Drex are keeping you up to date with everything you need to know. It's info to go on B98.5. Sponsored by Breda Pest Management. They handle bugs and critters. It's 623. Got some clouds. Going to be turning kind of cooler throughout the day. Scattered showers this afternoon. Highest 75. It's already 70 right now. What's up, Kara? Did you ever put together a time capsule when you were younger? Never. Never? I remember, I think it was middle school um, because they had just built the middle school that we were going into when I was a sixth grader. They had us put together a little time capsule and... It was just filled with silly stuff. But Mm -hmm. did you know that Oglethorpe University in Brookhaven is home to the world's oldest time capsule? How old is that? Okay, so it's called the Crypt of Civilization, and it's been sealed since May 28th, 1940. And it's not set to be reopened until 8,113. Okay, wait. The oldest time capsule is... Only made in 1940? Well, I think they had been collecting it before that. The university's president, Thornwell Jacobs, decided it was his generation's duty to preserve life in the 20th century for future historians. So they have a 20-foot by 10-foot room that they filled with all kinds of weird stuff. There's books, a plastic bird, an ashtray, Donald Duck, a can of beer, some fake fingernails... Cigarette holder and cufflinks. I'm telling you, all kinds of weird stuff. But it's like they, a yard sale. They sealed it all behind this big old steel door, and you can actually visit the steel door. But like I said, it's not going to be opened up until 8,113. Wait, a year. I'm sure. Like what? Where uh, time capsules not a thing before 1940? Or are you saying that this is going to be this, the oldest because? Yeah. So. There are other time capsules that are still going. Oh, I'm sure. But, but this one eventually, if we're doing Info to Go in the year 8,000 whatever, yeah. which just seems so absurd to me right now, <laughs> as if the earth is still going to be here by then, please, um, <laughs> then we will, uh, then they that will then be. Yeah, never You know. will be reporting on, oh, we're opening the capsule like Geraldo with the uh, with the pyramids. And what are those? Fake fingernails? Yeah, what Ew. is this thing? Uh, what's the weather? <laughs> you ready for a good feeling? Yes, please. So if you missed out on grabbing a box full of delicious, locally grown produce for like 20 bucks, you've got another chance. We told you about the pop-up drive-thru farmer's market that was kind of a... A collaboration of the Georgia Department of Agriculture and the local farmers. They had all of this produce. They didn't have anywhere for it to go. And now we get to reap the benefits. So you can do uh, it's a little drive through totally um, touchless. You can pay ahead if you'd like to Georgia grown to go dot com. It's at three thirty tomorrow over at Cool Ray Field in Lawrenceville. So they're going to try and serve as many people as possible. And you get this big old box filled with 
I mean, all kinds of stuff. It's, but it's random, right? So you pay the 20 yeah, bucks, it's, it's a grab bag of stuff. And this is great. It's like one of the cooking shows. I don't know which one, MasterChef Chopped. or whatever, or Chop, where yeah. they give you the certain mystery ingredients. Basket. Yeah, it's like you get the mystery basket, and then you're like, oh, we have a refrigerator full of this stuff. We're like, what to do with the special parsley? But and it's, it's kind of... It's all it's fruit and vegetables, so right. go and get yourself some goodies and help out these local farmers. This is actually really great for them. Beating her at pop culture trivia is almost impossible. Can you do it? Are you smarter than Kara? Is on B ninety eight point five. Good morning, Lauren and Norcross. Hey, how's it going? Good. Are you up on your pop culture trivia? You watch the TMZ. I'm <laughs> uh, <laughs> feeling a little less confident, but I'm going to give it a go. All right. Do us a favor. Give Kara the boot. All right, Kara, you're out of here. I'm gone, Lauren. Good luck. <laughs> Thanks. We're going to ask you five pop culture trivia questions while Kara stands outside the room. We'll flag her down, bring her back in, ask her the same exact questions. If you end up answering more questions correctly than Kara does, she'll have to pay you $100 of her own money. Um, if she answers more than you, then she wins. You don't actually have to pay her, Okay. Uh, okay. All ties go to the house. Question number one. Elon Musk had to change his baby's name because it didn't comply with California law. What car company does Elon Musk own? Tesla. Question two. Queen's guitarist Brian May revealed he suffered a heart attack. How many strings are on your typical guitar? Six. Question number three. Tiger Woods, Peyton Manning took out Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady in a charity golf event. It raised more than $20 million for COVID-19 relief. Peyton Manning refused to dress like Tiger in the red and black because those are the colors of his college rival, the Georgia... The Bulldogs. Number four. Goldie Hawn said she cries at least three times a day over the pandemic. Who's her famous actress daughter? Uh, Kate Hudson. Question number five. Actress Alyssa Milano is catching grief for wearing a crocheted mask, probably because of all the holes that a crocheted mask would have in them. She played Tony Danza's daughter, Samantha, on what 80s sitcom? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. I'm going to bring Kara back in and let you know you got four right, which is great for a Tuesday after a holiday weekend. So four okay. is the number to beat, Kara. <laughs> Same question. Kara's giving me that look like, what have you done? All right, here we go. Question number one, Kara. Okay. Yeah. Elon Musk had to change his baby's name because it didn't comply with California law. What car company does Elon own? Tesla. Yes, that's what Lauren said as well. We're knotted up at one apiece. Question number two. Queen guitarist Brian May revealed he suffered a heart attack. How many strings are on a typical guitar? Six. Six is also correct, and that's what Lauren said. Two to two. Question number three. Tiger Woods, Peyton Manning took out Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady in a charity golf event that raised more than $20 million for COVID-19 relief. Peyton refused to dress like Tiger in red and black because those are the colors of his college rival, the Georgia... Bulldogs. Good one. That was a gimme. That should have been question number one. Question mm -hmm. number four. Goldie Hawn said she cries at least three times a day over the pandemic. Who is Goldie Hawn's famous actress daughter? Um, Kate Hudson. Correct. You guys are tied up at four apiece. So the money is out of the question. The pride is on the line. Can Kara get question number five right? <sighs> actress Alyssa Milano's catching grief because she wore a crocheted mask. 
think about that. Mm-hmm. She played Tony Danza's daughter, Samantha, on what 80s sitcom? Who's the boss? Final score, five to four. Uh, Lauren, are you smarter <laughs> than Kara? Oh, oh no. <laughs> she beat me. Oh, sorry, Lauren. Uh, I didn't know that last one. B98.5, 80s, 90s, and now you are so fortunate to be listening. You happen to be listening to the radio right now where you are going to hear this breakthrough. I had a light bulb moment over the weekend, mm-hmm. and I cannot believe, like, this will change the course. This will change how we look at Clorox wipes. Oh. Forever. Really? Do you know how there's been a, a wipe shortage? Yeah. I mean, we come in here every day wondering, will the wipes be gone? And the wipes were gone this morning. And the wipes were gone this morning. Luckily, I have reserves in the back. But my realization over the weekend is this. As long as the container remains, you have you have endless supplies of wipes. Because in the bottom of every Clorox container is about an inch or an inch and a half of the juices. The juice. The Clorox juices. The good stuff. That's the magical potion that will help you wipe down whatever it is that you're wiping down, right? Okay, yeah. And we have tons of equipment in here, so we go through wipes like crazy. Right. So my breakthrough moment, my realization, and I think you're going to agree that this is genius, why are we throwing away the wipes? Why are we not? So you use a wipe. <sighs> Those juices are bountiful. How many times have you thrown away an empty container, quote-unquote empty container of Clorox wipes, but there's still that half-inch of Clorox juice in the bottom of it? If you were to just use the wipes, uh-huh. put them back in the Clorox oh. container to rejuicify themselves. Are you crazy? What the, do you mean? It's dirty. The wipe, you've taken it out, you've used it on something, now you've dirtied the wipe and you want to put it back in to dirty all the other wipes? But Kara, no. Because the juices are the magic. The juices are cleaning the wipe. Why don't you just do the the paper towel trick? You use the wipe, get the wipe, because the paper towels are, they break down too easily, they're not strong. The wipes are made of like, almost like a linen material. You get them all dirty. Then you put them back in. 99.9% of the bacteria is killed. You pull the wipe back out. But use her again. The, 99.9%. But then all the good stuff that's killing the 99% of bacteria, hasn't it been like diluted because it's having to kill the bacteria that's now on the dirty wipe that you've put back in the bottle? Is 85.5% not good enough for you? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here's what we're going to do. Because we have on call our own coronavirus expert, Dr. Carlos Del Rio. I want to get him on. Tad. I know. The guy's studied a lot Tad. in his life. This man is an Emory professor, and you're going to wake him up at 7 o'clock after a holiday weekend to ask him about your silly wipe idea? Um, to do a public service for all of humankind. Dr. Carlos Del Rio, coronavirus expert, virus expert, Emory University. What do you think? I would not do that, but I would certainly maybe, you know, if you want to dip something in the disinfectant juices, maybe take a towel, take a, a piece of a paper towel and just put it in there, something that is clean and get some of those juices and then clean it. And this virus tends to be very easily killed. So soap and water, anything, you don't need a major disinfectant. So even if you have take a clean paper towel to, you know, dip it a little bit or just 
put it in water and you're clean, that's okay. That will still do it. Okay, is there any other word we can use besides juices? I guess that's what's going <laughs> to be. I'm just listening to this, and I like have to apologize to the rest of the staff here at the radio station. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm spreading virus all over with my used juice container oh, I told of you. cloths. There's some. There's a market for it in the future. Tad's refurbished Lysol wipes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, sorry. I tried. Back to just throwing those All things All the stuff away. you need to know to start your day. It's Info to Go on B98.5. Sponsored by Breda Pest Management. They handle bugs and critters. 725. Cloudy and turning cooler than it's been the last few days. 75 for a high. Let's see some scattered showers this afternoon. What's going on, Kara? So I know some parents were breathing a big sigh of relief when it was announced that the summer day camps were going to be allowed to open. But what about sleepaway camp? It seems like it was kind of quietly written last Thursday that Governor Camp is going to allow these sleepaway camps to open as early as the end of this month. So, like, next Monday. Wow. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cool gonna... and kind of scary. Yeah. So, yeah, they've got to follow the CDC guidelines and maintain social distancing. Good luck doing that with a bunch of kids. In bunks, like, we're talking about sleepovers. Yeah. So, they all campers and staff are going to have to be tested within seven days of going off to camp. You can't show any symptoms within 10 days of going to camp. And then you've got to be fever free for 72 hours leading up to the thing. Then once you get to camp, you stay there. There's no going off the premises. And that's both campers and staff. Interesting. Would you let well, sure? Would you let Sammer go to sleepaway camp? Are you if kidding? he was old enough? I don't think he's quite old enough yet. But no, I would not let my kid go over. I mean, we're already talking about the fall. Wondering why? Because he's in. He'll be going into kindergarten. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I remember kindergarten is a series of naps, right? <laughs> so we're thinking. I mean, depending on how things are at that point, maybe hold him back a year from that. So definitely not summer camp. No summer camp. No summer camp for Sam. Sorry. Sorry, little buddy. You ready for a good feeling? Please. Sometimes I get a good feeling. Yeah. There was a pretty big baby announcement yesterday. Did you hear about it? The Georgia Aquarium announced we have a new baby beluga. So there a song, baby beluga. Yeah. Yeah. I baby. Love it. So, 20-year-old Whisper gave birth to a 174-pound baby on May 17th. Now, they just announced it yesterday, but there is going to be a big special that's going to be on Animal Planet this Saturday that will show some behind-the-scenes stuff and some of the actual birth footage, too. So, that's pretty cool. How big was Sam when he was born? <laughs> no 174 say, pounds, no, huh? If, if you want to know what it's like to give birth to a 174-pound creature... <laughs> Just talk to Tad's mom. <laughs> B98.5, 80s, 90s. And now it is clear that celebrities are in a giant competition to name their children the strangest things ever. And Elon Musk just won that competition. That he This record will hold for, I predict, the next 20 years. You can't go crazier with this. Um, this is a, a, like a week old. The news that he, they named their kid like... AX dash B twenty three six four nine seven three eight six five seven oh three two nine. And he explained <laughs> on a podcast what how to even say the name. I mean it's just X, the letter X, and then the A E is like pronounced Ash. 
and then uh, A12, A12 is my contribution. Archangel 12, the precursor to the SR-71. Coolest plane ever. So the kid's name is X-Ash Archangel? But then it changed because California law says you can't have numbers in your name, and there's only you're only allowed one hyphen, so... They've had to change it, and his girlfriend Grimes said that's cool because Roman numerals are better. Anyway, they're weird. Whoa. You could hear it in his voice. Like, I can't, he, it's a good thing that he's, like, very book smart. But his other like, kids have normal names? I don't know. I don't know. All I know is I, he will not be beat. He, he has <laughs> won the celebrity baby name. for the, He will hold it for two decades. After that, I don't know what will happen. Ugh. But... That's celebrity world. I want to yeah. know who's got the best story behind their name, real people edition. <laughs> so forget about the Elon Musk and people that name their kid Moon Unit and all of that. Real people, regular people, the story behind your name, what makes it interesting, and who's got the best one? Well, my family, I wouldn't say they're regular people nor normal in any way, <laughs> shape, or form either, but... Um, when they found out that I was coming, they were originally told that I was going to be a boy. So they had settled on the name Augie and had the baby shower and everything. All of the cards and all of like the sweet little keepsakes mom has is welcome right. baby Augie. And then when I was born, surprise, you're not going to name your firstborn beautiful daughter Augie, are you? Terrible people. No, they didn't. They didn't. Thank they goodness. named me Kara. They named me Kara after um, a jar of cold cream that my mom found in her grandmother's attic. So I was always destined to have makeup in my life. All right. So you're <laughs> named. So ultimately, you are actually named after a cosmetic company. Cosmetic company. Mm-hmm. Co- Kara Cold Cream. Oh, Kara Cold Cream. Kara's C-A-R-A. So, you know, mom had to change it to the K. Can you beat the cold cream? I bet you're glad that you weren't a boy. (laughs) Oh, so glad. Normal people, though. Dalton and Loganville. My dad was a uh, Roadhouse fan. Um, So, inevitably, I got the first name Dalton and then my last name's Hazard. So, it makes it even better. Okay, hold on. Oh, my gosh. Like Roadhouse, like Patrick Swayze Roadhouse. Yes. What was that guy's name? Is Dalton what? Dalton, um... I mean, you should know. It's your namesake, Dalton. (laughs) Jeez, I can't remember. I think the better question is, how many times has your dad made you watch Roadhouse? Uh, plenty. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for the call, Dalton. Um, Best story behind a name. We're still looking for Peggy and Alpharetta. This is about my daughter, who was born 40-some years ago. And the name now is kind of common, but it wasn't back in the 80s or the late 70s. Okay. What was that? What's your daughter's name? Her name is Bree. B-R-E-E. But back before I got married, I saw a movie with Jane Fonda. It was called Clute. And in that in that movie, her name was Bree Daniels. And I always thought that was a cool name. And I happened to marry a guy who had a good last name that fit. The only problem was Bree Daniels was a prostitute. <gasps> oh. <laughs> Sarah and Winder? So it's actually my daughter's name. Um, I had a stroke while I was pregnant with her the day I got married. And the two girls that helped me rehabilitate my left side that was affected from the stroke were Kim and Melissa. So we call my daughter Carissa. That is just about the sweetest thing ever. Don't you think? (laughs) Yes.
<laughs> had you picked out another name for your daughter and you had to kind of skip that Not one? Not at all. No? No. It was meant to be, right? It really was. Heck of a journey to get to a name, but... <laughs> no kidding. You got there. <laughs> I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's a beautiful story. Thank you. Britain in Cartersville. Um, well, my name is Britain, like the country, but my daughter's name is Reagan. But I named my daughter after Linda Blair's character in The Exorcist. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Brittany, no, you didn't. Was that your favorite movie? Did you just like the sound of the name? Like, Did you want to um, curse your daughter forever? <laughs> well, um, I'm a giant horror movie buff, and uh, I just love The Exorcist. Does she like split pea soup? <laughs> Actually, if I tried to feed her peas, I think she would vomit all over me. Is that the, do I hear like a baby with you? Yeah, that's Reagan. That's Reagan. Yeah. All right. So your next born will be named It, or maybe if it's a boy, Jason or Freddie. Pennywise, you know. <laughs> we really have yet to see how uh, Reagan turns out. I would like to follow up with her. Oh, goodness. Um, and during the teen years and see if it uh, if her daughter lives up to its uh, to her name. All right, so here we go, looking for the best story behind a name. John and Dahlonega. I happen to be somewhat of a Star Wars fan, so when my daughter was born, I named her Mara Jade after Mara Jade Skywalker. Uh, my wife then decided to suggest that her middle name be Sky, and lo and behold, when she got married, she actually married a guy with the last name Walker. No Stop way. it right now. So that's probably the craziest thing I've ever so, had happen to me. Plus, you guys are talking about names. And so it just turns out that she ends up being Mara Jade Skywalker. So that's like your dream. Yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> I mean, drop the mic. That's over. Yeah, I mean, you know, who else than having a daughter that technically would be married to Luke Skywalker? <laughs> you know, only, only if his name had been Luke, I, I would have just been like, you know what? My life is complete. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Tad and Drug Show podcast. Subscribe for automatic updates and listen live weekdays from 5 to 9 a.m. on B98.5.